Welcome back to the God's Financial Secrets Biblically Revealed series. And today we want to have a look at Financial Secret 2, Your Seed Must Die. If you thought that Financial Secret 1 was interesting, Financial Secret 2 is going to get even better. I'm super excited about this secret you're going to get a revelation on today. So let's cross over right now to the audio book as we're going to listen to Financial Secret 2. Financial Secret 2, Your Seed Must Die. The Bible says in John 12, 24, New King James Version, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Soon after I learned about Financial Secret 1, I immediately started to plant financial seeds and give my tithe 10% of my income and offerings weekly seed to my local church. It felt wonderful to not only start obeying the Word of God, but also to know that my future was filled with potential blessing and increase based upon the seeds I was sowing. However, something strange started to happen. I'd no sooner parted with my first financial seed when I suddenly was faced with an unforeseen financial challenge. I immediately started to ponder on how I could have used the money I'd sown to my church to solve my unforeseen financial challenge. By thinking about my seed and what I could have done with the money meant that I was keeping my seed alive because Financial Secret 2 says, your seed must die. Imagine if a farmer planted seeds in the soil, but every evening he would go and dig up the seed in order to see if it was growing. We know that by doing this, he is keeping the seed and prohibiting the seed from producing and growing. In other words, he is keeping the seed alive because your seed must die. John 12, 24 said, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. So Financial Secret 2 teaches us that once a seed is sown, that it needs to be rendered useless or die. The sower should never attempt to reclaim or reown the seed. A seed consists of three parts. Firstly, a seed covering the outer part. Secondly, the embryo, the life carrier. And thirdly, the endosperm, stored food that feeds the embryo. By planting the seed into the soil and covering it up, the heat, the weight of the soil, and the pressurized environment actually cause the seed covering to seemingly die. However, this is not a death to destroy it, but a death to reveal the food storage and embryo which, instead of dying, actually causes it to grow. So amazingly, the human also consists of three parts, similar to the seed in that we have firstly a body, the outer part, secondly the soul, carries your mind, thought, will, emotions and memory, and thirdly, your spirit, this feeds your life and becomes alive when born again. We too are called to become a seed in God's kingdom to allow our old nature of the body and soul to die to its old ways and be born again, our spirit man, to God's new ways and plans. Because your seed must die. Scripture is full of examples of the call to become a seed and then die to the old nature in order for the new life in Christ to come. Mark 8.34, New King James Version says, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, in other words, die to himself, and take up his cross and follow me. So death to the old man and nature, the seed, means a new life to you in the inner spirit man, harvest. Another scripture in Luke 23, 36-38 says, The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. See, the Roman soldiers wanted Jesus to keep himself alive. But Jesus knew if the seed did not die, humanity would remain alone with no chance of heaven. Paul said in Galatians 2 verse 20 in the New King James Version, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul said he had died to the old life and sinful nature and was now living and growing in his newfound spirit life in Jesus Christ because your seed must die. As you can see from previous scriptures, in all aspects of life, seed must die in order for life to come. And the same is true for your finances. To see your finances increase in life, financial seeds must regularly be planted. Financial secret one. But the secret to ensuring the planted financial seeds will grow and produce, you must not ponder on what you would or could have done with the money. By dying to the sown seed, it means you do not think or ask about the money you've given, but simply you plant it and let it never return to your control again. Often Christians will sow a seed into the offering basket at church and they later on drive past a restaurant and see the pastor and his family enjoying a meal. And as I did as a young Christian, start to think if it was their tithe or their offering money being used for lunch. The minute we think like this, our seed has just been kept alive. You see, financial secret too is where many people struggle to allow the planted seed to die and wonder why their crops or seeds don't produce for them. Remember, the farmer plants his seed and leaves it alone. He lets it die. So too must your planted financial seeds be left alone after being sowed because your seed must die. Personal Challenge 2 Now that you've sown three seeds from Financial Secret 1 and most likely been thinking about them or speaking about them in Personal Challenge 2, we will be challenging you to sow three seeds again, but only this time keep it between you and God and let go of it. Let it die. Your sown seed is busy being prepared by God for a return or harvest very soon because your seed must die. Seed Challenge 2 Sow another three seeds. Number one, a food seed. Drop off a bag of groceries anonymously to someone in your church and don't let the recipient know it was you. Number two, money seed. Sow an anonymous financial seed, you choose the amount, to someone in your church without them knowing you gave it to them. Number three, word seed. Send an encouraging message to your pastor or to someone you know without them knowing you sent it. Remember, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 1-4 in the New Living Translation, He said, Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrite does, but do blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. God bless you as you allow your anonymous sown seed to die to yourself in order to bless someone else's life this week. Because remember, your seed must die. Confession Session 2 Confess out loud today. Thank you Lord that from today I choose to be a seed sower. I realize that once my seeds are sown, I must allow them to die. I declare that I will not keep my seeds alive by thinking or speaking about them to others or wondering what I could have done with those seeds. I declare that my seeds are busy producing harvest for me every day and my responsibility is simply to plant, forget and trust you to increase them back to me. I thank you, Lord, that I can be expectant that my sown seeds are busy sprouting and growing in my life. I declare that I am a generous sower of seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, your seed must die. So keep listening. Your planted seed is busy producing an abundant harvest in your life. So as we reflect on 
Financial Secret 2, Your Seed Must Die. One of the greatest revelations I got as a young Christian was this revelation of once you've sown a seed in any shape, form, or size, you have to allow the process in God's time to produce a harvest. And the only way that it can produce a harvest is by allowing that seed to die. In other words, once the seed is in your possession, when you owned it or you had it in your hand, and we're talking about financial secrets, so let's talk about money. Once you have the money in your wallet or in your bank account, it's still under your control. It's still under your ability to make a decision with it. But the minute I sow that seed, and we spoke in Financial Secret 1 that a seed must be planted, uh, once you sow that seed by faith, the key now is to allow that seed, the process to produce, and that in, by allowing it to die. And by dying... I'm speaking about not being concerned about what is the church doing with my money or what could I have done with my money. And as you heard, I just started to sow a seed into the ground when I was a young Christian and suddenly something broke in my car or in my house. And then you start to think, what could I have done with that money? If I didn't give the money to the church or I didn't tithe or I didn't give an offering, I would have had that money and then I wouldn't have had this pressure that I'm under right now. Because when you start out with these financial secrets, you must remember you're not in the habit or you're not used to giving 10% of your income because when you are living in the world, you live only for yourself. And now when you start to live for Jesus and for his kingdom and for his church, God starts a good work in us. He starts to teach us kingdom principles. And when we live by kingdom principles, the laws of seed time and harvest, the law of dominion and control, remember the law of dominion and control cannot be activated when the law of seed time and harvest is not applied. So when we apply the law of seed time and harvest, the first and fundamental law that God created and hinged his creation on, it then activates the law of dominion and control. But when we keep our seed alive, it's like we sow the seed. It's like a farmer sitting on his porch at night and saying, well, I wonder if that seed's going to actually grow that I planted. Let me go and dig it up tomorrow just to make sure that it's actually growing. Well, we know the result. That seed is never going to produce a harvest because the farmer keeps it alive. When you give something to the church for the first time, and I don't say there shouldn't be financial accountability. There should be financial accountability in a business or in a church or in an organization that you sow your seed into. But when we want to try and control that seed or when we want to try and keep it alive, the biblical principle is that you stop that seed. You almost abort that seed from its process of producing the intended harvest. And as we said before, as the farmer, if you had to dig up that seed every time to see if it was actually going to grow and work, we know that it's never going to grow. And so when you start out to sow seed, it's important that you understand this critical principle. Your seed must die. You can't keep an umbilical cord attached to every time you give something. I was in the church in Cape Town for a few years, and a member of the church came to me that time and said to me that the Lord spoke to him to give quite a large amount to the church. And I was excited about that because as a young church or a young pastor, we're always advancing and growing. And so it's amazing when people partner with the church and partner with God in obedience and I was excited about that. He didn't give the seed, but gave me the amount, and it was quite a large amount. And But about a week or two later, he still hadn't given the seed. When he approached me and said to me, he'd been thinking about it, and he now wants to create a foundation under the church or whatever, but he wants to be part of that foundation in order to ensure where the money and how the money is spent. As much as I was excited initially about giving the seed, I then just turned around and said to him, if that's the case, then rather keep the seed, rather keep the money, because that's not the way that God's principles operate. Because you can't now give something and then create a foundation, and then you want to keep that seed alive by you being part of how it's distributed. Now, please understand, 
if you have created a foundation or you're part of a foundation in your private capacity, by all means, I'm not against foundations, but I'm talking about when you give something to God's kingdom, the principle is a seed must be planted, financial secret one, and then financial secret two, the seed must die. In other words, I give it and I don't try to keep it alive through controlling it or thinking about it or worrying about it, etc. I just let that thing fall in the ground and die because unless a grain of seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. So remember my grandmother's packet of seed that we found 12 years old in her cupboard? Those packets of seeds were 12 years old and they remained alone because the seed was never planted. But once you plant it, it's important, critically important that you, you let it go, just let it be. So give your seed and let it be. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, sow your seed in the morning and in the evening because you do not know which one will produce. And that's the amazing power of the secret is the ability to give something without having an instant return like when you go to a store or to a restaurant and you order food and they give you the food and you give the money in exchange you've got an instant gratification for the money that you gave so if you give money you get food if you give money you get clothes whatever it might be but when it comes to this principle of financial secret two it's important you understand that this principle is different from the law of exchange is you give it and you have to let that seed go and never sort of worry about it or you have to render it useless. You have to say, well, I'm leaving it in God's hands. I'm not going to now ponder and think about it all the time or even every morning wake up and then sort of, God, when are you going to make that seed grow? Because every time you do that, you keep that seed alive. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who scatters seed in the ground. He sleeps by night and he rises by day and he himself does not know how that seed grows. And that's the important part here. So when you become a tither in your local church, when you become a contributor to the local church through your offerings and your first fruits of your increase and you start to give, I want to encourage you is give, but although you know the amount you gave or you're a consistent giver, but don't allow yourself to keep that seed alive by what is the church doing with this money and what could I have done with that money or drive past the restaurant and you see the pastor there or you see the pastor in the mall and your first thought is, I wonder if he's using my tithe to buy food or whatever. And sometimes it might sound sort of humorous, but it's true. People that give, but they give with this attachment to it. And this is the secret that you have to really allow the Holy Spirit to minister into your spirit because all of us have need. And we've looked at that as well. A need is a condition that requires supply. And every one of us have needs every day of our lives. But if you want the law of seed time and harvest to operate in your life, it's critical that you give and then you let it die. You have to let it go. You can't hold on to it. You can't keep an umbilical cord of what if, should have, could have, would have. If something goes wrong in your personal life with regards to finances, we can't now go and talk about the seed we could have had if we didn't give it because this principle works this way. And when I got this revelation, it really started to change everything for me because eventually I started to do things without having a motive for doing it. It wasn't like, if I do this, then you must do that or even bartering with God. God, if I give this, you must give me this back. The Bible says, unless a grain of seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. That means you have to render it useless. And that's my encouragement to you in the secret is that you really get this into your spirit. When you start to give, don't give with a motive. Give with the motive of advancing God's kingdom, but don't give to get. What if you don't get? Are you going to stop giving? Are you going to start saying to God, well, you didn't do this and I didn't do that. I did this and you didn't do that. It becomes this very difficult area of revelation. You have to get into your spirit is that you must let the seed be rendered useless. Give it and don't have any expectation upon God because we know. The Bible says that when we do so, God will make that seed grow in its time. But allow God 
the time for the process to take place. And I really just want to encourage you today as you reflect on this very, very powerful principle of your seed must die. Don't allow your seed that you've planted to be uprooted by your conversation, by your regret or anything like that. Give it and allow God to work in his time. It's incredible how a, a baby grows in the womb of her that is with child, how bone grows. That's not our responsibility. It's not our place. It's God's uh, miraculous power. And the same with the power of seed. When you sow a seed into God's kingdom, watch what happens. I want to encourage you, be a consistent sower of seed. Don't give once and then twice or suddenly now it's like I gave once, but I haven't seen the harvest of the first seed. It becomes this very technical process. Let seed sowing become a lifestyle. Constantly, the sower sows the word. Just sow, just keep sowing, keep sowing, keep sowing. As you keep sowing, watch what God is going to do. He's going to astound you. And sometimes we don't even know. You get a breakthrough today and you think to yourself, well, is it because of this or because of that? It's irrelevant. The breakthroughs will come as you consistently keep sowing seed. And it's the same when it comes to children. You can't give your wife one seed and then say, well, I want a third child or a fourth child from the first seed. We know the principle. You have to keep sowing seed. And in the financial realm, it's exactly the same. That is why we'll look in the weeks that lie ahead as well on the Lord tithe of Moses and the faith tithe of Abraham. And we'll unlock all of these secrets because it's important that you get this. A seed must be sown. Financial secret one. Financial secret two. Your seed must die. So... What seeds have you been sowing in the last while that you've been keeping alive? What seeds will you still sow that you must teach yourself today to say, well, I'm going to let that seed go and I'm not going to speak about it and I'm going to believe God because my God, Paul said into the, the church in, in Philippi, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why could he have that confidence? Because a little bit, a few verses before, he said, no other church gave into my need like you, like the, the church in, in Philippi. You gave generously into my ministry. So because they put the seed in the ground and they didn't have an expectation on, on Paul to say, you better pay it back to me, Paul, or you better this, you better that. No conditions. Just gave it, allowed it to die. Then Paul says, when you give seed into the hands of God and his kingdom and his church, you now give that seed a supernatural potential in it. Five loaves, two fishes, 20,000 people. No net, no fish all day. Cast your net out. Yes, strategy. Bam. Overflowing net of fish. We do the natural. He does the super, which becomes supernatural. So come on. You're on this journey of discovering God's financial secrets. Number one, a seed must be planted. Number two, a seed must die. As you sow in the weeks and the months and the years that lie ahead, learn this today. I encourage you, allow that seed to die and watch what God is going to do. It's going to bring an incredible, incredible harvest. I can't wait to be with you in our next secret, Financial Secret 3, where a seed will produce a harvest similar to itself. Listen, these revelations, they get bigger and better and like more wow. I said the second one is great, but wait for this third one. It, sometimes it's like mind-boggling. It's astounding how God hinged his planet. And when you understand this and you start to operate in these principles, watch what happens. Your life just goes from one level of glory to another. And that's what God intended, amen, for you to have dominion over his creation when you understand the laws of seed time and harvest and dominion control. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. See you in Financial Secret 3. Be blessed. Thank you for subscribing to Leader Breeder Podcast with Aidan Jeffrey. Make sure to catch the next episode of the God's Financial Secrets series every Tuesday.